Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. How's it going, listener or listeners? Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, one of your two hosts that likes to talk about movies and Star Wars and all kinds of other random things that most likely don't pertain to the movie we're reviewing. With me, as always, every week, my good buddy from the other side of the planet, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Matt? Dude, how was that intro? Too serious? Um, I mean, that, that was good. I think that was okay. Not enough hooliganism? There we go. Hooliganism. I don't know if that's a word. Is that a word? I'm making uh, it a word, Mike. Uh, okay. Not enough uh, hootenanny or I don't know. What 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 are other weird uh, adjectives can we use? Other than hooliganism? I, I'm not sure hootenanny works as hooliganism. Uh, troublemakers? That's That works. Uh, Montley crew? Motley crew? <laughs> All right, Mike. So... For Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode 176, we're talking about a little Netflix film that came out on May 22nd called The Lovebirds. Mike, go ahead. Tell us about this incredible rom-com. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, uh, just a second. See, but I didn't say breakdown. I should have said breakdown. Eh, you know what? We're already going. All right. Yep. No problem. Uh, so this is directed by uh, Michael Showwatcher. Uh, its writers are Aaron Abrams, Brandon Gale, and uh, Martin uh, Guerrero. Uh, it's starring Isaiah Ray, uh, Camille Najiami, uh, Paul Sparks, Anna Camp. And this is about a couple experiences a defining moment in their relationship when they are unintentionally embroiled in a murder mystery. So question, Mike. Did you yeah. just not take the class in high school where you <laughs> learn how to pronounce people's names? <laughs> Dude, I I'm terrible. I know you were you were always really not the best at English. And uh you know, we're really getting it out of you every week with this podcast, like every week. Yeah, you're lucky I can read. <laughs> you got Aaron Abrams right, but uh, Issa Rae and Kamel Najiani and uh, Brendan Gall. Yeah, you messed those ones up a little bit, just a smidge. <sighs> All right. I'm but sorry. But it's fine. They're not going to listen to the podcast anyways. And if they do, they need to email us and give us hate mail for not pronouncing their names right, because that would be awesome. I would print that shit out, and I would put it on my wall. Oh, that'd be pretty good. I thought I did all right on Camille Najiami. See, uh, but you keep using an M, not an N. Oh, all right. Yep. All right. You're you're better, but you were doing that last week when we were trying to talk about it. I was even having you say, like, Najiani, like, a couple times over. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's okay. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide, Mike. All right. Okay, so here. Uh uh first impressions. Uh this is a uh what I'd call a typical uh rom-com. There's there's some good funny stuff, uh but it's it's nothing too crazy on this one. Honestly, 
there's not much rom in this com. There's a lot of uh, comedy, and then there's murder and mystery and crime, but not a lot of lot of uh, rom. I mean, I don't want to like uh, start spoiling things right off the bat, so I'll wait until after uh, we tie uh, Camille Nagiani to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe for a movie that hasn't come out yet. But we'll we'll worry about that later. Um, no, I liked I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. It was a uh, it was a nice lighthearted uh dark at times funny hilarious look at uh a couple running through new orleans uh, yeah yeah i guess a couple whose uh um spark is not so bright yeah see that's why i'm trying not to spoil things yes <laughs> their their uh intimate spark is dwindling <laughs> yes there you go that, dude, yeah. that was good, dude. That was a good description, man. Good job. <laughs> oh, but anyways. No, I I liked it, man. I like that they shot it. In, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to New Orleans, so I don't know if they actually shot it there. I assume they did. But I like that it, we finally get a movie that's not in L.A. or New York for once. That's always nice. I always like to point that out when we have that. Yeah, Um. I, I think they did shoot it there. There's quite a bit of uh, tax credits. Uh, it's kind of like uh, why a lot of things are filmed in Georgia lately and, and uh, Louisiana is uh, there's quite a bit of tax credits. And, you know, California is so expensive, man. They don't want to film there. They film a lot of stuff in Canada just to avoid paying as much. And New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, New Mexico, yeah. I mean, basically anywhere, not California, not New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. You know, I like that. Just me. I mean, there's a lot of places in this world that uh, you can take your viewers to and still be able to tell stories like this or other stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was fine. Um, it, it's got it's got some interesting parts, funny parts. I guess it's not a spoiler, but uh, I would say I talked about it on the radio this morning. So look for the... Uh, my radio interview with uh, Lisa Live and Local at the end of the podcast. After our outro music, by the way, for those of you who do not know, my favorite part of the film has to be towards the very beginning when they have this huge argument over one of the most insane things ever. I, I mean, I, I watched it at my house alone, you know, late at night, and I usually don't laugh like audibly out loud when I'm by myself because I, mean, I just don't. And almost that entire fight when they're battling and, you know, screaming at each other and stuff, I was just rolling. I was laughing so hard. It was just hilarious. Oh, was it? It was about the thing that ends up uh, yeah, towards the, the end of the movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought it was just hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was so good. I was a little bit like, what? This is kind of a weird way to start the movie. But it ends up working. But I was a little bit, huh? Like, because I mean, I don't know. How do you start a movie? But that's right. kind of how well, they started this, you know? They, they, I mean, not not quite. They had that, the, the very beginning part with it was, uh, you know, the, mm, I, I don't want to give away too much, but. Well, they hit like the fast forward button on their relationship, basically. Like, is how they started the movie. Like, it, it shows them, like, yeah. meeting, and then it's, like, fast forward, you know? Like, hard fast forward. I guess it was needed. I mean, I don't know if you 100% needed it. You probably could have done the movie without it. 
yeah you know but anyways it, that it doesn't matter one that caught me off guard though is the uh introduction into the um into the the murder and mystery part like that one really kind of caught me off guard it really did kind of come out of nowhere oh uh yeah no i didn't um you know i'd seen the trailers for this but i did not expect how things went down so like i knew some of the, some of the stuff that kind of went down because they give away kind of a lot in the trailer but typical how it was actually ordered and what the circumstances were were a little bit different. So, um, that was interesting. That was interesting. And then everything that precluded, like, I mean, I guess they kind of, they, they showed some stuff, but I'm glad that I didn't know a lot about how the things were ordered or all the circumstance. This is behind them. So that made the movie a little bit better because sometimes they just, they give you the whole movie in like 90 seconds. You're like, oh, wow, that movie was all right. Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> we've done that before. <laughs> we've, we've had a handful of those films, haven't we, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, quite a few. And so, I don't know. I still like, I still like watching the trailers. But yeah, don't, don't give us the whole film in the trailer. Their trailers are supposed to be teases. You're supposed to entice us to want to watch your film, not, oh, I watched the trailer. That was basically the film. You don't need to watch the movie. Yeah, I think um, Christopher Nolan should give lessons to uh, all filmmakers, like some sort of like how-to, because man, that guy's really good at teasing his movies without showing a damn thing. Dude, Tenet, like literally, Tenet, I have no freaking idea what that movie's about. Like none whatsoever. I am super stoked to see that movie, just because I have no clue what it is. Yeah, no, I have no no idea. I, I do remember, Matt, I, I'm sure you remember this as well. Way back in the day, when they were um, started advertising for Independence Day, all they did was show, it was like a 30-second teaser, and they showed like a laser in the White House exploding, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> sold me right there and then on Independence Day. Right there. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And it was a, a year. It was a year early, like, and they didn't do that back then. That was the first time I think they did that. And then you come to find out later on down the road after the movie's out and all the behind the scenes stuff that they like legit did that. They built an extremely scale replica model of the White House and blew it up. I love that. I love that. God, I love practical effects. I really do. I mean, I like my CGI, but when someone sits there and puts the time and effort into something like that, that looks like legit real and then blows it up. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, th that, I mean... To me, that was just like, that was a trailer, and I was like, you know, I don't even know what that movie's about. There was no no speaking or anything. I was like, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, even even if you don't look at the cast, I mean, sure, we all knew, you know, Will Smith. I'm blanking on the dude's name that played the president. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, Bill Paxton? Yeah, Bill Paxton. No. No, no, it wasn't Bill Paxton. <laughs> it wasn't Bill Paxton. It's the, uh, it's the dude he's that a great gets, actor. He was yeah, a great it's actor, the guy that no. gets mixed up with Bill Paxton all the time. Of course, I I did it. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. And uh, Jeff Goldblum, you know, I mean, fantastic cast, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple side characters in that movie that were great as well. Um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's dad. The yes, uh, the the um, the crop, the crazy like alien believer guy who's like yeah the crop coming duster. to get 
Yeah, the crop duster guy. Yeah, he yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So uh, there's just there's just certain like it it was a really well made movie. Better known as uh, Uncle Eddie from uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times, man. Those are those are some good films. Those are some fun ones. You know what? Since uh, I'm having a hard time not spoiling this movie uh, without uh, talking about it, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you my question first, Mike. Oh, okay. How does The Lovebirds relate to the Marvel Cinematic, wait for it, universe? Thanks for asking, Matt. Um, so uh, I heard you were teasing, Matt, that uh, Camille Nagiani, uh Yes! Success! Is, is uh, in some future MCU movie, but I did not use that. Uh, for this one, I used uh, a set decorator. Um, his name is uh, Neil Floyd, and he was a graphic artist for uh, Avengers Age of Ultron Thor Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, yes. Um, and I think Camille Nagiani was in the process of getting fit for his role in his upcoming film, uh, The Eternals, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that is now pushed back like everything else a year at least. So, we'll get to watch it eventually. Yeah, that one sounds like a fun one, man. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, in this film, he's wearing lots of baggy clothes and stuff, trying to like not like reveal that he's like cut. <laughs> but he he busted his butt, dude, to get in super crazy shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there was all kinds of ar- articles and stuff out about it that you know they paid all these trainers and you know Disney and Marvel and whoever. They're like he had like three trainers and like one nutritionist and he's like yeah when they're dropping like 20 grand a month to get me in shape i damn well better get in shape kind of thing you know he's like the average person can't do this kind of stuff (laughs) but now he looks like chris hemsworth yeah man i mean all you need is 20 grand a month i mean come on america what the fuck right i'm the other way i have 20 dollars a month so that means i have the body of uh thor in uh um avengers uh in game end game yeah 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 fat thor uh, hey it's the dude thor oh oh yeah oh yeah it is the dude thor <laughs> well what did, what did they call him they, did they call him bro thor or something like that but he's not really a bro no i think they called it the no i i think a lot of people just call him fat thor call him fat thor or the dude thor yeah i i think that's what it is uh, so Matt, I'll, I'll I'll help you get to the spoiling. Uh, I need to ask you a question. What are you drinking, sir? <sighs> well, Mike, I'm drinking a beer and a glass of water because I'm trying to hydrate because it's warm here. Not as warm as probably your neck of the woods, but I think what we got in the 90s today with like you know six percent humidity because. You know, Arizona's burning to the ground with our 12,000 wildfires. 
Oh, is there a lot of wildfires going on? I, I knew oh, there was yeah. a couple, but is, is there's quite a few now. Yeah, dude. it's We have like four or five, and they're huge. They sent out a second DC-10. That's how big they are. Wow. So anyways, Mike, uh, after you took a sip of your... Uh, I'm going with pale ale today, or did you get an IPA? No, it's an IPA. So after you took a sip of yours, I am drinking a Modelo Negra. Even though it is not Taco Tuesday, I'm drinking a Mexican beer, or as I like to call a Negro Modelo. Ah, okay. All right. Cool, man. I don't think you've drank one of those in a while. No, and I have a couple left in the fridge, so I need to drink them. All right, man. I'm uh, I'm drinking some liquid al- Aloha, uh, some Castaway uh, uh, IPA from uh, Kona Brewing. Brewed by Tom Hanks? Uh, no. No. Oh. Yeah, you know, uh, no, uh, so it's pretty good. Uh, it was on sale. This is another one of those buy one, get ones. Man, those are hard to resist, man. Buy one six pack, get another six pack. Mike, are you becoming a consumer? Are you going for the sales on everything now, like the rest of us? I mean, if I can find a good beer for sale, for, for sure, man. These beers, like, tell you what, Matt, the beers are not getting any cheaper. Well, you know, what is that called? What's that little thing that, you know, always just screws people over, especially the lower income people like me who uh, have gotten... Yes, I know. I was just building up to it, damn it. <laughs> especially those of us that haven't had raises in years. Yeah, I believe that's called inflation. Yeah, it's uh, ramping up. You can definitely tell, sir, by going to the grocery stores. Not just beer, but grocery stores in general. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's time to uh I don't know. Everybody needs to ask for razors. This is a perfect time, right? I would love one. I would love one. It would make a huge difference. But anyways, all right, Mike. Well, uh let's get back to our discussion about date night. I mean, the lovebirds. <laughs> uh it it does have some things in common with date night, but you know, at the same time, Matt, there's a couple scenes in this this movie that remind me of a an older a little bit older movie and uh that's called Eyes Wide Shut with uh Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, I would definitely I there's there's a whole scene that's not quite as good as the Stanley Kubrick masterpiece, but uh it definitely has lots of elements uh including the orgy. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, man. When I was watching that scene, I was like, this reminds me so much of Eyes Wide Shut. And it probably was meant to. Um, some sort of homage or, or, or something like that. But I don't know. Some kind of weird... Would you call it a cult or like a group? Or what would you call it? Um, in the movie, they call it some Illuminati shit. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminati shit. It's cult. It's... Uh, 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 sex orgy, uh, and they definitely were using a Google Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That was a funny joke. They're like, no, they, I'm sure they use Google Calendar or something for orgies. It's like, well, when you have like five or six guys, he's like, no, that's not an orgy, that's a gangbang. The uh, some of the commentary, I'm like, if I would, I, I put myself in that situation, I was like, I don't think I'd be talking about it quite like this with all these people around me. Oh, that's what makes it so much better. Because you just freak people out. Yeah. Oh, all right. 
and then they don't talk to you, and it's perfect. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll remember that the next time I'm at at the orgy. Next time you're at it at your at your annual orgy, or is it <laughs> weekly? I would think you'd probably be weekly. Now, you're being safe, right, Mike? You're wearing your face mask. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes the the one that prevents um the plague or whatever right because the isn't that one mask like what the mask that doctors used way back when there was like um plague or or the black some death. sort of an, yeah, yeah some sort of infectious disease yeah the, the black death yeah that's the plague mask and you can get one of those from one of my favorite bands because their most recent album is almost entirely about the plague uh ghost Oh, interesting. And they were this this was long before, you know, the pandemic now. But yeah, they were selling all kinds of plague related stuff. And like one of their biggest songs is uh called Rats. Oh yeah, it was that the was first one the, off yeah. the album. Yep, that's about the plague. They have multiple well, the whole album's about the plague. But uh So so they foresaw this coming, man. They're prophets. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I'm not sure what their next album will be about. The demise of, I don't know, maybe Dinosaurs Coming Back. Maybe their next album will be Jurassic. Oh, man. Uh, this is not related at all, but uh, I got I got Mags to watch Idiocracy with me the other day. and uh, Finally. Dude, one of the best movies ever. Dude, she loved it. Um, but the... Uh, the uh, it's uh it's great to watch uh even like now but the sad part is it's 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 coming true man it's still coming true what you it's mean just, you mean having just falling apart having a porn star reality star uh as your president with the middle name of uh mountain no last name of mountain dew no no it's uh one of his names it's like uh yeah. camacho mountain dew no alizondo alejandro Dorito, I think, was in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the movie's awesome. The movie's still so good. And what's hilarious is that was like one of Terry Crews' like first big acting gigs after he got out of the NFL was Idiocracy. Oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I love that movie. It's ridiculous, but it's so good. So, Mike, Date Night, a.k.a. Lovebirds. You know, I it, this does have a lot of similarities similarities to Date Night and Eyes Wide Shut, but it still is kind of its own thing. I mean, it definitely has a lot more murder mystery in it than, uh, say, Date Night. Date Night's kind of more like mistaken identity, and they get shoved into the spy world. This is more um, they decide to take it upon themselves to try and solve the crime because they think they're going to go to jail if they don't. Yeah, for reasons unknown, they just decided to. I mean, I you you see in the movie, but like they make some decisions, maybe some short sighted decisions, and drives them towards this path of like we have to clear our names, and so then they start getting involved, and then stuff just gets weirder and weirder. Like the the horse kick bacon grease scene is very odd, dude. Uh, that was very very strange. I thought that was a kind of a strange part i mean so the movie's got some some stuff in it but like i felt that was kind of out of place i i don't know if that was as necessary i mean it did lead to some of the story of like you know you want to see me get knocked out and like different things that allowed him to to further along some of the plot but uh, i felt like they could have handled that differently um i i enjoyed the the weird 
sex culty thing because that was kind of funny like you said like that the, it lent lent itself to a lot of like different humor and stuff so that that was i i felt like that scene worked better everyone's sitting there silent and they're having a conversation and you know they all hear it they all you know they all can tell that they're like not supposed to be there everybody else is just like stone cold silent and they're talking about like the people getting it on like down in the floor in front of them you know and then um the bacon grease scene has lots of foreshadowing in it for that scene because like he's wearing like the senator comes in wearing one of the plague masks and then uh they reveal that he's a senator and he's like an important person all that stuff so then that kind of goes with the eyes wide shut thing of you thinking that everyone that's behind these masks are all really big time important people that have to hide their identity but they all want to get down on the floor and have random sex sex acts with whoever they want right right yeah i i mean it lends itself to the plot it just was it was weird it was i don't know i don't don't know it didn't seem like it went into the movie as well i i don't know i I guess kind of a a lot of the movies kind of just jumping around a little bit but uh, i don't know that's just me well it starts it down the path of them finding more and more stuff like they find her who has the photos, then they find um, the, the frat boys, the frat boys, right? That were that were mailing the photos out and all that stuff, and like they had the piece of paper that had the address on it at the place with the bacon grease. That was weird. It would have just been in his phone, but again, they didn't open the phone until even after going to his house. I don't know. It, it gets kind of strange at points, but yeah, I mean, it works. It works. The the climax was a little um, anticlimactic, I guess you would say. I really didn't, you know, I mean, it was predictable who the mur- murderer was, but like how it ended was kind of like not super awesome or great. It was just like, okay. Yeah, I actually felt like um, the movie was ending at the police station. Yeah. And then it kind of kept going. I can see that. Yeah. And then, then there was, uh, I mean, so, so then there's the one thing the one thing that happens you're like oh okay now it's over and then it kept going one more time but it was kind of funny because uh, you know that that first conversation matt that you were talking about in 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 the in the beginning of the movie that you really loved uh kind of like, amazing race yeah yeah it starts happening and i was like okay that's kind of funny i think they just threw that in there for laughs at the very end yeah yeah but uh, and then they have to get on horses which you know it really just makes it come around full circle with the the bacon and the horse scene but anyway like he's not getting on that horse (laughs) he's gonna lose the amazing race but that was like one of the most absurd fights and they were legitimately fighting about the amazing race and if they would win it or not and i love how like one of my favorite lines being in the world of journalism and all that stuff and photography was how he's working on a documentary and she's like well, documentaries are just like reality TV. He's like, no, documentaries are real. Reality TV is not. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And then she's like, well, have you seen it? He's like, no, but I know enough that I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. He hasn't even seen the damn show. And he's arguing that they would never win it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Dude, it, it was really good. I, I like that. I thought that was a really good part. So. All right, Michael, we have now gone full circle because I talked about the argument to start and talked about it to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Matt, do you have anything in, in mind for next week? Oh, I already have the one picked out that I want to watch next week. And clearly you don't pay attention to the news, Mike, because uh, I'm very excited. Very excited. Uh, next week, I already announced it on the radio. We are going to watch Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Oh, actually, I am, I'm a little bit interested in seeing this because... Uh... When uh, Mags and I went to Iceland for our honeymoon, they were talking about uh, this this contest that happens in Europe about musicians. And I was like, we were like, what are you talking about? And like the people explained it to us for like an hour because <laughs> we, were, we were on like this tour bus and we had time. And it's this huge thing that they do in Europe like every year where all the countries compete and stuff. And so... Uh, this this Will Ferrell uh, parody looks awesome. Yeah, it looks hilarious. And it comes out, we're doing two back-to-back. I know, I'm sorry. But we got to get our films where we can get them. Uh, it's a Netflix original coming out this Friday, June 26th. So it'll be fun. I, at least, I hope it'll be fun. I'll put it that way. Will Ferrell's been real hit and miss lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he definitely has. Um, but... I think this I think this could be a good one, man. I think this could be a good good fun one. I'm 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 excited. I hope so. Did you ever watch Holmes and Watson? Because I never got around to watching it. No, I didn't see that one. Um It just got obliterated, man. Obliterated. I've seen uh what what was the one where he was the skate the ice skater? <laughs> Blades of Glory. Yeah. Blades of Glory. It was ridiculous, but I loved it. I did lo- it's it's ridiculous, but I loved it. Blades of Glory was still it was on the downside of peak feral, but it still was pretty good. Blades of Glory with, you know, uh Jenna Fisher from the office and uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I'm forgetting the actor's name. Oh, uh, I'm forgetting it right now, too. Um, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. Well, and this this one has Rachel McAdams, and she was amazing in Wedding Crashers and really good in Game Night. Yeah, no, I, I think she's got some, some comedy chops. Uh, she, she I think she knows what's funny and what isn't, and she's got timing. So I think this will be, be fun. And it's directed by David Dobkin, the director of Wedding Crashers. Ooh, that that could be good. Wedding Crashers was fantastic. And then it also has, you know, uh, uh, fun little names like uh, Pierce Brosnan in it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. He's not in the trailer at all, but he, he's in the movie somewhere. Nice. Anyways, that's what we're doing for next week. Mike, I give Date Night, not Date Night. Damn it, why did I... Th- not date night oh, the dude, lovebirds why did you do that oh no not date night the lovebirds mike i give the lovebirds currently streaming on netflix 3 out of 5 reels all right matt uh that's that's pretty good um i rated it a little lower um i'm going to go with uh two and a half reels for this one uh lovebirds on netflix not date night <laughs> not date night not eyes wide shut <laughs> not eyes wide shut not idiocracy not idiocracy nope not eurovision song contest the story of fire saga <laughs> <laughs> no but no. no um my opinion i think this is worth a watch if you want to uplift your spirits 
uh, you don't have anything desperately you want to watch. It's definitely not one you want to just have rolling in the background. You kind of want to pay attention a little bit. But uh, I definitely, you know, I say it's definitely worth a watch. You know, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, go for it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Matt, I, I did want to say one thing. You know, I watched uh, Wedding Crashers just recently, and you know who I forgot was in it? Uh-oh. Christopher Walken? Oh, no, no. Of course, you can't forget Christopher Walken. No, but uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, you forgot Bradley Cooper was in there? Yeah, but like, I I don't know. I just, like, for a while, I didn't realize who Bradley Cooper was. It wasn't until he did Hangover that all of a sudden he was this guy. He was like the star. I think Hangover was before Wedding Crashers. No, 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 no. You don't think so? Wedding, yeah, Wedding Crashers first. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays the asshole boyfriend and he does a wonderful job at it. Yeah, no, I just I I just forgot he was in it. There's there's several times when I've seen Bradley Cooper in, in like movies now, and I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't realize you were in this. Like Silver Linings Playbook. No, he's a star in that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like one of like four characters in it. Yeah, you're just sitting there watching, you know, Jennifer Lawrence the whole time. J Law. You're like, oh. Who's this dude? Oh, that's right. It's Bradley Cooper. You know who's in that movie that uh, you hadn't seen in a while? It was Chris Tucker. And then I still haven't seen him in too much else after that. Right? He kind of fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I thought for sure we would be on like Rush Hour 32 by now. Yeah, dude. Jackie Chan, he just made, uh, you know, um, he made his version of Taken. Uh, Taken in uh, Europe? Or no, no. Because Taken was in Europe. Oh, what did I call it? Uh, Jackie Chan Taken. That's what it is. Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan Taken. Taken. It's called The Foreigner. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> so was he taken then? Because that'd be kind of a boring Jackie Chan movie if he's like the one that's missing. And uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, who is, I believe he is Irish, plays an IRA guy. It was a pretty good movie. It's 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 entertaining. Yeah, I believe it's on, oh, it's on one of the streaming services now. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix still or it's on prime but hbo anyway, max uh jackie tan taken the foreigner is good well all right mike what else you got i think that's it man um i'm looking looking forward to that that movie uh, i i kind of was i saw the preview for that movie and i wanted to talk to you about it but uh, i'm glad you selected it that's a good one so you're make sure and get your pick out for uh next week well not next week the week after next week so i can tell everybody on the radio all right because all right. it's your I'll, turn I'll, I'll i'll figure out something because that's going to be fourth of july weekend i need something america america oh yeah you do america oh dude that, yeah. oh team america <laughs> do, i was like oh no <laughs> we're gonna do team america <laughs> oh no ah america coming to save the motherfucking day <laughs> America, fuck yeah! <laughs> oh no! Oh, the real question is the rated version or the unrated version? Because the unrated version is way grosser, like way grosser. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's on one of the streaming services. Uh, it might be on HBO right now, Matt. Not probably the unrated version. All right, Mike. Well, it's your choice. It's your choice. So, July the the week. After July fourth, we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I might have to be like, sorry, Lisa, I can't come on the radio this week. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, well, I guess uh, with that, um, 
I will wrap this up for everybody. Um, everybody, uh, go out and watch all the movies, and uh, follow us on the socials, uh, Instagram, face, uh, oh, face I was tweet, say face dick, um, <laughs> face Facebook. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that stuff. So, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch the next pod. Catch you on the next pod. We'll catch you on the next pod, or they'll catch us on the next pod. Oh yes, they'll catch us on the next pod. My bad, my bad. And and go out and watch as many movies as you possibly can. Right? Yes. That's your new tagline. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As many movies as you possibly can. You got nothing going on. There's a pandemic. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? This is uh, Matt Santos of the Mile High Show podcast. <laughs> I was so hoping Matt Santos would call me this morning, Matt. <laughs> That was so funny. You know what's so funny? I just read Matt Santos's uh, post on Facebook, and I, it just came out. I'm so sorry. You know I was looking forward to chatting with Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast, right? Honestly, do you know how many times we get mixed up? It's like more than you would imagine because it doesn't help. We both have podcasts. We're both photographers. Right. And we've both been in the community for a long time. Exactly. So it doesn't help. Okay, good, good. Well, thank you for understanding. How's it going there, Always. Maddie? I'm living the dream. How about yourself, Lisa? Amen. Me too. I'm anxious to hear what you saw over the week. I mean, I'm 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 getting used to not not going outside and just seeing the outside. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign. Well, you still got to get outside, Matt. You just got to wear a mask, yeah, you know? <laughs> I got to wear a mask, yep. Yes. So tell me, what did you watch? We watched a Netflix original. It's uh, been out for about two or three weeks, something like that. It's called uh, The Lovebirds. It's a interesting take on a romantic comedy. It's a uh, romantic comedy murder mystery all in one. Ooh, sounds intriguing. Yeah, and it starts uh, Kamel Nagiani and uh, Issa Rae, and it was it was okay. It was fun. I have to say, um, one of my favorite parts is in the first probably half hour of the film. They have a couple fight that is one of the most hilarious couple fights I've ever witnessed in my entire life. The things they were arguing about were just hilarious. Really? Yeah. I, I thought that was like probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Now, the murder mystery is fun. I don't want to ruin how they get into it and everything, but they're just having a normal date night, getting ready to go over to a party, and they get wrapped up into something out of the middle of nowhere, and it takes over their lives for the rest of the night, and they think the cops are after them, and they're trying to avoid the police while they're trying to solve this murder at the same time because they're like, well, if we solve it, we won't go to jail, and Oh my gosh. Yeah, it sounds like fun. It's it was really quite a lot of fun. It was it was a nice uplifting movie for right now with everything crashing down around us. It was just it was something to bring a little levity back. Okay. So, fair enough. How many reels are you gonna give it out of five? 
it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but like I said, it, I did have a lot of fun. I give it just an average score. I give it a three out of five reels. Three out of five reels. Well, you're right there with Rotten Tomatoes. They gave it sixty six percent on the tomato meter. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like I said. It's it's a lot of fun. It's well worth a watch if you're looking for something and you need a little a little laughs and you know you're okay with uh. It's, there's not a whole lot of romanticism in it. Right. There's a little bit, but not a ton. So, right. but it still is romantic comedy. Too, well, and so. that's what disappointed you because you wanted more romance, less comedy, of right? Of course. <laughs> Take the comedy out. I want all the romance. I need to feel something. I need to cry. I, love I feel it. better when I cry. You're so <laughs> funny. You're so funny. All right. So do you guys know what you're going to be watching and reviewing next week? What what I want to do, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it is my week to pick because me and my co-host Mike flip flop on who picks which movie. Yeah, Will Ferrell is coming out with a new movie on Netflix next this this Friday. Oh. It's called it's called Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> And the trailer dropped for it yesterday or Friday, I think, or something. And it is just absolutely absurd. Oh, it's got to be. If it's Will Ferrell, I mean, he just makes your belly laugh, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I love Will Ferrell. He's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites, too. All right, Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. (laughs) Thanks for chatting with me this morning. Thanks, Lisa.